Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Welcome to Fit for Life. I'm Pastor Lydia. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, This has been such a good topic for me to to teach about just getting to the basics of on prayer and I tell you I have I thought I would get through my notes here on one day which didn't happen it took all three <laughs> but I tell you it is just so important you know prayer is just the most important thing we could even think about doing or doing because it does so much for us. Uh, the last time uh, we were here, actually the last few times, we talked about prayers being communication, opening up that communication to God, just letting them know we're here, God, we know you're there for us, and I'm just going to spill my heart out to you and, and, and wait to hear from you. Then it helps us get connected to him uh, in a way that we could never be connected to anybody else ever. And, uh, and it gives us the confidence that we, um, we can actually talk to God and just know in our hearts and in our spirit, you know what, when I open my mouth and just talk to him and tell him what's going on, he's actually there listening and he has a solution for me. And then not only that, the confidence in knowing that, but we have built an intimate relationship with him. And, you know, isn't that what he wants us to do and to have? He wants us so desperately he wants us to have an intimate relationship with him so he can talk to us like he did to Adam, like he did to Abraham. That's the kind of relationship he wants from us. And sometimes we look at, listen to those stories and, uh, oh, yeah, well, that was back then. And he was there. He, you know, spoke directly to them. But he can speak directly to us, too. And sometimes we forget that. It's just not in the same way. He speaks through our spirit, and we hear him because, like I told you when I was arguing with Scott, he said, keep your mouth shut, and there won't be any arguments. Well, that definitely wasn't me, (laughs) and it definitely wasn't the devil. So it's like, okay, God, I hear you. Thank you very much. But (laughs) Because he will drop that into our spirits, and and you know that it's him. He said, you know, his children will will, um, hear his voice and won't follow or hear the voice of a stranger. When we have that intimate relationship with him, that connection, we know what he sounds like. <laughs> we know what he sounds like. And, uh, and that's why I, put, I also had this sheet, um, which I have in the back, um, the I am sheet to remind us who we are in him. And sometimes when you go through all of these, you got, man, I never even thought of that. You know, all the things that that the Bible says that we are and all the scriptures that go along with it. And you know what, like uh, Pastor Tiz did when she was going through her uh, chemo and all that, she said all of these and more. She had a hundred scriptures that um, a pastor sent her, but she recited these all the time to remind herself to keep her spirit in line with God's word and what she needed to hear and what she needed to focus on so she's not thinking about how her body feels or what she's going through. No, I'm going to focus on what God says. And sometimes, and a lot of times, not even sometimes, but a lot of times we need to 
do the same thing, no matter what it is. It might not be as dire as going through chemo, but just confusion or just uh, undecision, indecision in our lives. You know, we need to hone in on what the Bible says and what we should do. And God will always, always drop that answer into our spirit. Amen. Well, today we're going to go over um, trust and faith. When we've done all of that, the connection, when we've done all the communicating, when we've done all the uh, getting the relationship together with God, all of that builds us up to our trust and our faith in God. And when you go through all the other things and you, and you hear him every now and then, just those little bitty things, you go, God, I can trust God. He answered my prayer here. Man, I saw that miracle that he did in my life here. So, okay, I can trust that he actually hears me. And all of that time when you're praying, it's building up your faith. And the Bible tells us that, building your faith, building your most holy faith. And it's not um, by our might that we can build our faith and our trust, but it's on his, amen. So the word trust means in the dictionary, reliable, confident in someone, you feel safe, you put your faith in, you depend on, you count on, you cling to, and it also means strength and firm. And when you uh, go through things or you just, you know, talking to God and you go through a lot of uh, different decisions, um, you got to have that firm foundation. You have to have that belief, okay, I'm going to stand on God's word, and I'm not going to be moved (laughs) on what his word says. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to go to the left. I'm not going to go to the right. I am going to keep focus on what the word says, no matter what it seems like around me, and it's so easy for us to get distracted, and that's why, you know, it's so helpful for us to have something in front of us that we can look and say, okay, Okay, I'm not going to look over there, but I'm going to just focus on this sheet right here because it's telling me what I need to know and on God's word. And when we do that, everything else is like non-existent. And that's how we have to be in a lot of our, uh, our lifelong endeavors because we're getting bombarded so much by so many weird and unusual things. And just some, even some of our close friends or family, they're not believers a lot of times and sometimes they are but they're not speaking the positive they're not speaking what you need to hear to keep you focused on going through that valley and the bible says we go through the valley we're not staying there and a lot of people stay there (laughs) but that's not us amen so with our trust and faith in god we can go to higher heights and when i think about that it's like man we're just climbing up the different levels of faith, the different levels of trust that we have in God, and, um, and it helps our prayer in our lives. Our lives elevate. Not only our prayer life elevates, but our lives elevate. God has given each and every one of us an opportunity, opportunity but also an open door to know him in a deeper intimacy. Um, prayer accomplishes what we can't accomplish on our own. And when you think about that, it's like, yeah, because if I wasn't praying for something or an issue that was going on in my life, how could I get through? How can we get through when we have no hope to get through? And when we start praying, that gives us a hope. Okay, God's going to answer my prayer. He's going to be there for me. And, um, and we couldn't, and we all know we couldn't do that on our own. We, we can't think the way God thinks 
to find a solution for what we need all the time. Sometimes we try to do that, but it's like, okay, God, I've done all I can do. I can't think of anything else that I need to do. You've got to drop something in my spirit to help me so I know that I'm on the right path, how much further I have to go, or do I just need to stand in faith that you're going to answer me at the right time? Because sometimes I'm like, come on, God, I really need this right now. <laughs> you know, and he, you know, like the Bible says, uh, it's like he's always on time. Yeah. It might not be when we want it, because we want it now. <laughs> And sometimes he does it now, but sometimes we have to wait. <laughs> and that's, that's our biggest test, you know, for ourselves, the test, not him testing us, but we have to test ourselves. Okay, am I going to believe what God says? Am I going to trust in his word? Am I going to believe that he is going to give me the answer? And that's why we have to keep, okay, God, hang in there with me. I'm trying. <laughs> And it's okay to tell him that, you know, (laughs) he's our father. He knows, he knows that's why he sent Jesus. So Jesus could say, okay, they're going to leak out over here. Make sure you have patience, have mercy on them, but you know, give them the strength. (laughs) And you know, thank God for Jesus because he's there interceding for us. And, and knowing that is a comfort in itself. Like I'm not in this thing by myself. Jesus knows how we are. (laughs) He saw it. (laughs) He felt it. So it's like, okay, God, you know exactly what it is that we need and when we need it. Um, Faith and trust, it strengthens us when we have trust in something, especially God. It strengthens us to say, okay, I can do this because I know that I have, I have no idea what that was. <laughs> Maybe it was God said, yes, you have faith and it strengthens us, to tr- strengthens your trust. <laughs> it gives us the feeling of power because we have God backing us up. And when you think about that, it's like, no matter what I'm going through, God's got my back. And I tell you, sometimes we go through something, it's like, okay, God, I have no idea. I feel like I'm in this all by myself. But when you start reading the word, nothing's like, okay, God, if it doesn't seem like anybody else has my back, I know you have my back. Right. <laughs> we make the choice to be sold out. We need to make the choice to be sold out. No matter what we see, no matter what we hear, we're going to be sold out to God's word and what he says and sold out to praying for that certain thing, amen, because we know the answer is going to come. We're not changing or going back to how we once were which is so easy to do when you're going through things. You go, okay, I know I did this the last time, so let me go back and try that. No. When we get saved, we left all that behind. We're not going to try things on our own. We're not going to go back and regress. We're going to keep moving forward in what God says we need to do. And sometimes that's a difficult thing to do. Sometimes you're just like, okay, I know I can do this. (laughs) And we try everything. and Okay, that backfired on me. You know? (laughs) So it's like, okay, God, I'm really going to rely on you this time. And we just have to keep telling ourselves, rely on God, rely on the word and what he says. Uh, Trust and faith, it moves us forward. There is no retreat. There is no going back. It moves us forward when we pray because we have faith and confidence that God is going to be there and work on our behalf. Uh, We won't walk in fear and worry and that the devil uses that all the time on us. 
uh, fear sets in your body. You get this feeling. You get flutters in your stomach. You get, you know, all that stuff. Okay, God, I'm trying, but I don't know if I can make it. Or, you know, somebody just needed their rent paid, and I have no idea why people wait to the last very second to ask for help. But, <laughs> but then, come on, God, I really need this. And, uh, and then fear sets in, and then fear is like panic. And when you get into fear, you can't think. And, and so that's when the enemy really has you. So we need to always make sure that we are not going to let that fear, when it rises up inside of us, we need to identify that as the enemy and say, no, I see you, devil. I'm not going to be fearful because I know God has my back. I know I'm coming through this thing. It might not be how I like it and how I want it and what time. I said, but I know I'm going to come through it. Amen. And not worry, not worry. How many of you know Pastor Tiz could have worried herself even more sick? But because she had the scripture, because she had the prayer uh, already established, she was not worried that God was going to answer her prayer. And, of course, she had all of us praying for her. And when you have a team behind you praying, you know, you, you, it's, not easy to, it's not easy for you to just be sat in that worry. Amen. Uh, we can surrender everything to God. And I tell you what, that is the hardest thing in the world to do. But sometimes we just have to go, okay, God, I'm going to take my hands off. <laughs> I'm going to get my head out of this thing, and I'm going to just surrender everything. that I'm going to lay it out for you so you know everything I need, everything that I'm going through, and I'm just going to believe God. I'm not going to believe you, Father, that you are going to see me through this thing, and I'm going to surrender it all to you, and I'm not going to think about it anymore. Now, that's the hard thing <laughs> is constantly bringing it back up and thinking about it as you're going through something. Even when you're praying for somebody to change, you always want to, okay, God, I've been telling you, but they haven't done anything. <laughs> but we have to just keep believing. So, okay, I'm going to surrender that to you. Um, my youngest daughter was a runaway. She ran away all the time. <laughs> and uh, so I worked myself up. I would be worried. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. And finally, I just said, look, this is just wearing me down. I can't even sleep. I said, God, I am giving her to you. <laughs> and when I said that, I had such a peace over me, and I could sleep. And I was like, okay, I already have blood, high blood pressure now because I'm thinking about her <laughs> and what's going on. But, you know, he just gave me that peace. And, and you know, it didn't happen right away, but... Praise God, she came around. She stopped doing all that crazy stuff and running away. And it's like, thank you, God. But I had to take my hands off of it. I had to say, okay, I've done everything. I have no idea what else to do. She's yours. <laughs> and when that happened, he said, okay. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got her. Because, you know, we pray for her all the time. And, and he did. He did. And it's like, thank you, Lord, that we know that you hear us, that you, we can pray to you, and that you are faithful to just take our hands off of it and just run. He just runs with it when we give it to him. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Living Bible says, What is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. The certainty that 
What we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. And I'm like, okay, I like both of those because sometimes we can't see what's happening. We don't know. We're just hoping things are going to turn out the way we want it. But he tells us it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Whatever we're waiting for, it's up ahead. We're believing that even though we can't see it. Amen. A couple of examples in the Bible that gives us, uh, that is located in Hebrews 11, and I love Hebrews 11 because there's so many examples and everything. Uh, One person you never hear about very often is Abel. Uh, He's mentioned in the Bible for his faith and trust in God. And sometimes we look over Abel (laughs) because he's not the main character in in that story. But he obeyed God's teaching they both st- uh, Esau and them, they both studied it because Abraham would do it, but uh, he obeyed it in his offering and, and it gave him favor with God. He said, okay, I'm going to do what God told me to do. I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to get in my head about it. I'm, this is just what I'm doing. I'm going to try whatever. This is my best, God. So I'm going to give it to you. And, he, and God honored it. Uh, Moses, he trusted God when he was told to go back to Egypt. He just murdered somebody. How many of us, okay, God, I I knew I blew it in this town. (laughs) I ran away. Now you're telling me to go back? No. (laughs) And I'm sure Moses thought that too. But God kept impressing on him, no, you got to have faith in me. I have, this is your time, your season to do just that. And so Moses, he just said, okay, I'm trusting you, God. I'm going to go back and look, and look how God used him. And then Noah, Noah says was a righteous man. No matter what was going on around him, just like what's going on around us, (laughs) he stood fast on what God said. He was sold out. He didn't change because people thought he was crazy. He's building a boat. Nobody had ever seen a boat. (laughs) What is that thing? (laughs) My God told me to build it. (laughs) And they're like, but, you know, they, they soon found out why. But because of his faith and his trust in God, he was able to build something and save the whole world. He and his family, they saved us. We would not even be here if God just got rid of everybody. Amen. If Noah didn't listen to what God told him to do, there would be no people. Of course, God, I guess, could drop somebody down in there. (laughs) But he was depending on a man to do what he needed. And he depends on us like that. He depends on us, human beings, to work his plan. And those are examples, and he he used them. So if he can use people like that, he can use us. You know, when you look look at all that, we think, oh, but they were so anointed and they were that. No, they had, they went through the same things we went through. They were normal people like us. God just used them because they trusted him and they had faith in him and they believed in what his word says. Amen. And so, and we need to put ourselves in positions like that and go, okay, God, I'm in this situation now. I hear you telling me to do this one thing, (laughs) but I can't see how that's going to benefit me or so how it's going to help me get out of what I'm, whatever I'm in or how it's going to help me help somebody else. Maybe he's telling you to go talk to a certain person and you go, I'm not talking to them. I don't even like them. 
<laughs> they drive me crazy. <laughs> but he's saying, you need to go up and talk to them and just even say good morning or just something to brighten their day. Maybe they're looking sad and everybody's walking past them because they're always snippy at everybody or something. But he's saying, you need to go up and say something. Well, now that's your time for him to use you <laughs> to go up and say something. And you never know, that might be the best friend you've ever had in the area where you are because <laughs> that because you cared about me to come up and say something well that's god that's how god works uh, they bring to our remembrance what the word of god tells us psalm 145 18 and 19 says god is close to all who call on him sincerely and in truth he fulfills the desires of those who trust and reverence him He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Bible also tells us without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you're going through something and you haven't mustered up your faith, but the Bible also tells us even the faith of size of a mustard seed, he can still use. He can still use it, but it's our job to cultivate that faith and make it grow into something bigger than that. Here at uh, New Beginnings, we established a culture of prayer. Pastor gets up there, he says it all the time. Uh, Hold up your Bibles or stand up, let's pray. We are a church of prayer. So it's so vital for us in everything that we're doing and whatever we're going through to remember God wants to hear from us. He knows who we are. We're not some obscure person in the millions. He knows exactly who we are. The Bible says he knows every hair on our head. He knows everything we're going through. He knows the sound of our voice, which sometimes I think he could have gave me a better one. (laughs) Because when you hear your own voice, you go, what, is that really me? Do I sound like that? (laughs) But it's like, okay. But um, he gives us so many things around us for us to grab a hold of and run with, like the examples of Pastor Tiz and Lion And Pastor uh, talks about it all the time. And other people in our church, that's why we give testimonies so everybody can see he's not only doing it for, you know, the pastors, but he's also doing it for everybody in the congregation. And that's why it's so important if something's happened, you need to let us know so we can tell everybody, say, look, look what God did in somebody else's life, because that is what the Bible tells us to do. Go tell somebody what has happened to you, give your testimony, And that way, it helps other people around you. Because some people, they don't care what the Bible says. They just think it's just a book. Some people read it like a book, and they're done, and they don't get anything. But when they hear that God has done something in our lives, that you have a testimony. And when you have that testimony, you're sold out to that testimony. I mean, you're passionate about it, so you're going to tell them in a way, and they go, wow, that really happened. So it goes in and go, okay, okay, well, maybe I need to know this God. But um, they had all that. But one thing Pastor never does, he never talks about himself. But if you remember a, a while ago, a few years ago, he had a miracle. He had blood clots. They, the doctor said it was all through his lungs, in his, down his legs and everything. And he, and he said he couldn't understand why Pastor was still alive with all the blood clots that were just in there. And, and that was God. He had, the, he had a major miracle that he doesn't hardly ever talk about and it's like man and all those things became miracles because we pray they only became miracles because we prayed and uh, that's one thing we need to remember Um, it's when we pray that the miracles come 
Sometimes God can just drop them on us, but that means somebody was praying. It might not have been in you, but somebody was praying for you, and that's how you got your miracle. You know, me, I had it uh, having uh, my hips redone. And, uh, and they were telling me, oh, you can't wear heels. You're not going to be able to do this. Oh, you're going to have to, you know, you're not going to be able to walk right away. I said, forget that. God's going God's to heal me, and I'm going to do whatever. And I wear my heels, and I do everything. And it's like, forget it. You're wrong. <laughs> you know, and that was a miracle. <laughs> but now it's time for, uh, for us to be a part of that. The culture here at the church is in prayer, and we need to take a stand uh, of what we believe here, and and always, and we're always going to be a church of prayer, always, always, always. Um, and here's how we do it: we believe that Almighty, what Almighty God says. First and foremost, you got to believe what He says. We stand on His word, no matter what, no matter what we see going on in our lives, no matter what's going on around us. We believe in His word and what He says. We always pray the word of God, not what we think he wants to hear, not what we think we need to pray what the word says. And if you think about it, when Jesus was out there and he was praying, he always prayed the word. Even when the devil was trying to tempt him, he brought back the scriptures and what the word says. And so that's our example on how to pray. You got to pray the word. (laughs) Um, We pray positive. We don't uh, rehearse the curse. And it's so funny, and Pastor always says it. He says, okay, well, we're going to have people come forward, and we're going to have people pray for you, and then people always want to tell you the worst thing that's going on. You know, and they want to go on and on. Well, the devil's been beating me. He's been doing this. He's been doing Well, okay, sometimes they call, okay, we don't want to hear all that. We just want to hear what you want from God right now. What is it that you came forward to receive from God right now? And sometimes I gets people off, you know, they go, what? what? <laughs> because they're so used to rehearsing the curse. And when you rehearse it, it gives it more life. It gives it more life when you keep rehearsing it. So you need to be able to make sure you're going, okay, I know what's going on, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to keep saying it because people always tell us that, um, I have cancer. I have this. It's like, no, I've been diagnosed with this, or this is what's happening, but I know God is going to intervene. So we need to make sure we're watching how we say things um, instead of just saying, okay, this is happening to me. God, this is, you know, God, I know what your word says. I know what I'm in right now. It looks like this, but I know what your word says. So I'm going to have faith in what your word says and not what's going on. And even if you uh, get a diagnosis, It's the diagnosis that the doctor gave you, but God has the final word on everything. He's the great physician, so don't always just accept what people tell you, what the doctors tell you, because God can jump in there and change it in an instant. He can change it when when they thought it was nothing going on. I think uh, somebody gave me a a prayer uh, report that we prayed for... um, uh, some, one of her friend's baby, who uh, they said his heart wasn't right when he was born, so they had to go in there and do surgery. And the doctor said, well, there's nothing else we can do. Well, that baby is alive today because God intervened. We put it to prayer, and, and the heart is back the way it should be and working just fine. But the doctors gave up. And we have to remember, that's why it's called practicing medicine. 
They don't know everything. We just have to pray over them, whatever they're going to do for you. We need to pray over them that God intervenes and drops things into their mind where they thought they didn't have an answer. He gives them an answer. And, uh, and then we have to say, okay, God, this is what they said. This is what they're going to do. But I know you're in the mix with me. Amen. So don't rehearse the curse. We're always strengthening our faith by praying. Our faith grows as we pray. It gets stronger as we pray. Our prayer life gets stronger. And when we pray, we're also inviting the Holy Spirit. So, because even if we pray without the Holy Spirit, we can pray and just say words. But until the Holy Spirit meets up with our prayer, the supernatural meets up with our natural, we're just saying words. So we need to make sure we're praying the word. And the best thing in the world is to have your heavenly language because that's inviting and it's the Holy Spirit in and it's also the perfect prayer. Because sometimes we, we can be praying and we don't know what to pray in English. So when you have your prayer language, you're praying the perfect prayer. And uh, that's what got me to say, okay, I want it. <laughs> when they said it's the perfect prayer, I, you know, I don't know what I'm praying for all the time. And sometimes we don't know what to pray. So that's why we rehearse the curse. Because we don't know what we're praying for or how to pray to get it through. So heavenly language is also a must. Um, we study the word of God so we know what it says. We study so we know what his word says. If you are or think you are weak in prayer, stand there somebody who you, uh, who you believe prays a good prayer and learn how to pray. <laughs> I remember when we first got saved and um, our pastor, Casey, he said, if you don't know how to pray, stand next to somebody who's a prayer, who can pray, who you think prays a good prayer. Stand next to them and listen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> we didn't know. We were just saved. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to that person. And wow, listen to that. You know? <laughs> so, and then you develop your own sense of prayer. And just like uh, receiving the whole, the, your prayer language, you might not have it, but if you want it, it's a gift. So stand next to somebody praying <laughs> while they're praying in the spirit. And, you know, your spirit will connect, and then you'll just get a hold of it. And you might try to say what they're saying, but you can't because God gives us all individual prayer languages. So even if you're trying to copy what they say, God will intervene, and you'll have your own. Amen? First Timothy 2, 1 says, Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. He wants us to pray. Uh, there's different types of prayers, um, but intercessions and prayer supplications, that you're petitioning for something, you're going to remind God every day, <laughs> maybe three, four times a day what you're praying for. He doesn't mind. <laughs> And, uh, and then we give him thanks. When we pray for something, we need to make sure we're thanking God for what we've prayed for because he loves that we're faithful. We have faith in him, and we're thanking him already for what he's going to do. Amen. Prayer in the congregation, uh, corporate prayer is the root structure of the tree God wants to grow in his church. Congregational prayer is the root of the church. It, it changes things in the church when everybody's praying. Prayer is a priority and most essential part of a faith-based church. It's also what's most powerful within the kingdom of God. And like I said before, the only thing the devil's afraid of is our prayer. 
That's the only thing he's scared of is when we know how to pray. Because he knows God's going to enter, he's going to partner with us and make that come to happen. Acts 6, 4 states our priority. We will give ourselves constantly to prayer and to the ministry of the word. I mean, that's pretty plain. (laughs) We will give ourselves constantly to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the ministry of the word is just speaking it. Speaking it out, telling your testimony. What have you learned? This is what I, man, I was in church the other day and I learned this. You know, and that resonates with other people's spirits, whether they think it does or not, but it does. And when that goes in, that word goes in, it doesn't come back void. It doesn't come out. It doesn't get taken away. Um, when we pray, we are seekers of God in earnest and true devotion. When we pray, we are seeking God. Prayer is a direct result of relationship with Christ and with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we think the Holy Spirit's out here, but when we're praying, he's connecting to our spirit. And the Bible says, that what is the Holy Spirit? He's our comforter. He's the one who's going to bring things back to our remembrance, the things that we already learned that we probably may have forgotten about. Well, he's going to bring that back in. So we say, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember da-da-da-da or this testimony or something. Well, I'm going to stand on that. I remember, let's see, what Jesus did, what he did in somebody else's life that they tell us about. Okay, well, if he can do that, then I know he can do what I need in my life. Amen. Prayer comes from the heart with thoughts of God, his word, and a passion for God. Um, without relationship, without that communication, without confidence, without that relationship with God, prayer is just uh, a mere performance and why some people have trouble praying. And people are always like, well, I just don't know how to pray. Well, I can't pray. Well, it's hard because you don't have a relationship. You haven't built up that relationship. You don't know how to communicate with God. You don't just open up and say, God, this is me, <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you what's happening and just, you know, pour your heart out. Some people aren't comfortable doing that. And so when you first start it, then you get that communication going, then you get that connection, then you get the relationship, and then, you know, that's what why people have trouble. But uh, they pray only, and a lot of times it's like that because they only pray when they're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Some people only pray when they're in trouble and they expect God to come in and jump in and and save them. But um, problems come back. But when we pray and get rid of them, we can always tell us the enemy trying to bring it back on us. And we can say, no, devil, I see you. I bind that thing in the name of Jesus and I release it out to dry places. And God, I thank you that you are replacing that with your power, with your might, with your glory, so it doesn't come back into my life again. Um, we need to make sure that we acknowledge God in those things and, and his greatness and thank him for getting rid of that thing. Amen. Prayer comes, I tell you, that's why prayer comes from the heart, because you know that God is with us and he's going to do whatever we need him to do. Uh, We just came out of a powerful time of release and freedom with Almighty God with the encounter a couple weeks ago. Uh, To keep this freedom, we need to make sure that we pray, that we build our relationship with the Father. And if we are to hear his voice and the direction of the Holy Spirit, we have to have an intimate relationship with him if we hear him. 
Now, I have uh, 10 benefits of prayer, but I also want to make sure that you know that I put in the back there a copy of the Abundant Life Prayer Guide that we have used here at the church for many years. It gives you uh, names of God and who they are, and it gives you an outline. This is an outline, but once you start praying this, you, it, you develop your own sense of things in here, and you can add to it. But it's in the back over there on the table. But the 10 benefits of prayer is, one, it develops a relationship with God. Number two, it provides the answers you're looking for. Number three, it helps you find direction in life and serious decisions. It helps you find the directions you need to go into. Number four, it builds strength, confidence to stand. Because sometimes we are weak and we say, oh, God, I can't do it. But you know what? He gives us the power to stand and work through it. Number five, it enhances our closeness to God. Number six, it changes your attitude when you pray. It totally changes the way you start thinking about things. And if you have a bad attitude, you start praying, it's got to change anyway. So thank you, God. (laughs) Number seven, it brings about the miracles you're looking for. Number eight, it allows us to repent and change our behavior when we need to. Like he said, if you keep your mouth shut, <laughs> things will change. Well, I had to do that, and it did change. <laughs> uh, number nine, it increases our faith and trust in Almighty God. Prayer does that. It increases our faith and trust in God. And number 10, it brings peace and hope in our lives. And also I have back there the I Am sheet, if you didn't get it last week, to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ. And I still have the old Abundant Life card. They made those, and I kept it in our Bible all these years. I don't even know how old this is, probably in the 90s. <laughs> but thank you guys for today. Enjoy the service. And remember, prayer makes things happen and change in your life. Amen.